Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. Hey everyone, welcome back to Living Electric. We are in season three, which is crazy to think about. It's gone fast. <laughs> I know. I think we got we got some good time off, did some good brainstorming. We're we're really excited for season three. I think we got a good lineup of episodes here. Um, and excited to talk to you all about some more some more EV stories and uh, give you a little update on what we've been what's been happening in our lives as well. So Yeah, definitely. Well, do you want to start, Alex? Uh, sure. Yeah. So YouTube-wise, been doing been doing really well. We're getting close to twenty five thousand subscribers now, which is absolutely insane. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Yeah, and uh, been doing some fun videos. I did a couple road trip videos uh, over the past couple months. Uh, just got to do the plaid video, which Brandon actually came down and helped with. So <laughs> that is now accidentally took the key home with me. <laughs> yeah, accidentally took the key uh, from the people we were uh, recording with. <laughs> Uh, so thank you to them for letting us borrow their car for a little bit, but uh, we'll try not to steal keys next time. <laughs> I don't know if you did that. Did you do that on purpose or not? Were you thinking you're gonna come commandeer the totally. planet sometime? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I figured when it turned into a robo taxi, I could just you know hit the key. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go go plaid whenever I wanted to. <laughs> that was that was a fun car to record. <laughs> it was. Yeah, definitely the the quickest and. Uh, highest performance car i'll probably drive for the next few years <laughs> i would think <laughs> i don't know how many other cars are going to come close to that but um uh, but yeah that video is now posted um still driving my model three we're coming up on two years of ownership in mid november here so uh it's been going really well i'm i've got a two-year ownership review in the works going to talk about uh kind of the wear and tear that's happened over two years because it's no longer a new car which is a little sad but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two years goes fast it does yeah yep so you're coming up on two years of ownership with your bolts as well right i actually already hit it in september oh it was in september okay yes yeah we uh we just recorded our two-year review of the car and it's still the same it's just <laughs> the bolt <laughs> nothing's changed um but uh yeah i mean the, the main factor that we're dealing with is the battery recall mm -hmm. right now with the with our 2019 and um we submitted for a buyback or an msrp swap so we're just waiting for uh gm to get back to us gotcha that's good. But it's been an eventful two years, but the video should be live soon. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. What about on the uh, YouTube side of things? Yeah, YouTube's going really well. Uh, we just passed 300,000 total views last night, actually. Um, and uh, we just passed uh, 2,000 subscribers. And Tyler is now a co-host of Everyday EV. Uh, so we have uh, some exciting things happening. Um, you know, we're definitely being recognized more and more every day, and it's been fun. I'm excited to see what happens next year. I know, yeah. <laughs> Lots getting, of things planned. You're getting a lot of traction with, like, non-YouTube people, which is really cool. So <laughs> that's always cool when you kind of kind of break out of that bubble and you're, like, mm -hmm. you're getting, getting the attention of companies and, like, people that aren't in the YouTube space. So it's really exactly. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's it's going well. Plus, it's fun to have Tyler on it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You two have really good chemistry on camera. So, uh, oh, thank your you. ID four video is really entertaining. <laughs> well, we're we're hoping to keep that energy going. <laughs> so, our main topic today, we're talking about some winter driving tips. So, 
it has already started getting very cold in Columbus here. I'm sure the same as yeah. uh, the case in Cleveland. <laughs> yep. But it is 43 degrees right 43, now. 43. <laughs> what am I? I'm at 46. So also oh, equally cold. It came on too quickly. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I I really prefer the hot weather. Like I'd rather it be 95 or 100 degrees out versus oh. how cold it is now. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely more 75. Like. <laughs> well, ideally, <laughs> nice breeze, but if you had to pick yeah. one. <laughs> um, but we figured we'd talk about some winter driving tips because that that time of year is here. It's fast approaching. It's only going to get colder the next next few months here. And driving an EV in the winter is a little bit different than driving a gas car in the winter. Um, obviously, driving just overall is a lot different just because sometimes it's icy or whatever. But specifically with EVs, there's some things you got to think about and things you mm-hmm. should probably know if it's your first winter going uh, going into winter with an EV. So what's been the biggest thing you've noticed like with your cars going to winter driving id4 hasn't been through the winter yet so this should be not yet this should be interesting yeah. <laughs> not yet uh we just got our winter tires so <laughs> it's a good start yeah. um i would say the biggest thing and it's kind of like the elephant in the room with ev ownership in the winter is loss of range mm-hmm. um any vehicle regardless if it's electric or gas will you will see a, la- a loss of efficiency um just because of the way that you know energy is being used um but you will notice a decline in your driving range yeah um I think depending on the temperature, if it's below 40 degrees, we see about maybe 20% loss. And if it's super cold, we see about 40% loss, um, depending on the day. Um, But that is one thing you'll notice. And Alex, you did some research on why that is. Yeah. So apparently the optimal operating temperature of a lithium ion battery, which is what most EVs use, it's between 60 degrees and 95 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 15 to 35 degrees Celsius for our non-Fahrenheit people or the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that was eye-opening for me because I, I really hadn't thought too much about like how much efficiency is lost. I really don't worry about it too much, or at least I try not to. Uh, I certainly see some loss in the winter, but I think you're... Your driving style and speed sometimes plays more into that than the actual just like cold temperature. Um, like I was driving this past weekend and our our efficiency was really bad, but it was also very windy. Like it was around yes. like 50 degrees, <laughs> but it was also very windy. So that, that certainly does not help. Um, Actually, you brought up a good point. Same with uh, driving in like different like weather conditions like rain or snow. Um, if it's not like a dry surface, obviously you're causing more friction between the tires and the road, which is obviously going to impact your efficiency as well, especially driving in like heavy snow. <laughs> so weather is certainly a, certainly a big factor, um, but that's I, I would agree with you there. I think the range and... Uh, the nice thing about EVs is you're charging generally wherever you're parked overnight. So when it is cold, you don't need to stop at the gas station and go fill up your car. <laughs> generally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you brought up another good point. If you are plugged in overnight, you can precondition your car without, you know, emitting anything and, you know, killing everybody in your house <laughs> to warm up your car. <laughs> in your in your garage too, yep. with the with the door closed. Yeah, that is a major which is awesome. plus. <laughs> for driving electric yeah on on range too i think this goes back to kind of the whole range discussion in general the nice thing if you are plugged in overnight this 
loss of range really isn't going to be an issue unless you've got like a super long commute and you actually are using like most of your EV's battery throughout the day um, or you're on a long trip. So I think that's an important thing to remember. Um, and you should, I believe you should probably be doing this anyway, is like leave a comfortable buffer um, with how much you're thinking you're going to arrive with. Like I would add 10 to 15% to that <laughs> so that you're not arriving on 0% or very low on mileage. I think it's, it's a lot safer to leave a little bit of a buffer there. Yes. <laughs> And one other thing to remember, too, is when you are using your heat, you will be using more electricity to produce that heat. Um, every vehicle is different now. Uh, some electric cars are coming with heat pumps, so it uses that heating element more efficiently. Um, but our Bolt and our ID4 does not have that. Um, so I know whenever we turn on the heat, we do see uh, some range loss because of that. So um, that's why I always recommend preconditioning your vehicle before leaving uh, the house. Uh, keep it plugged in that way it's using the electricity from the charger and then you get in your car it's warm and then you just yep. turn the heat down and you should be ready to go yeah. yeah the uh does your app or anything show like a snowflake on the bolts to say like hey your battery's cold <laughs> no <laughs> no yeah okay. I, I to be honest i think some of the data monitoring for the uh the bolt it should be improved <laughs> because yeah because i, I just you. get in it and i'm like oh okay <laughs> lost lost some region <laughs> it's cold i lost range <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, i'm not sure about the um, id4 i know that the volkswagen mobile app's more in depth it's not quite like tesla okay. but it's it's still pretty pretty there gotcha it, yeah, so my app's really nice because it'll actually show on the battery, it'll show like a little snowflake, and then a portion of the battery will actually show as blue. Um, so one thing that happens when your battery does get cold is it kind of like locks part of your range away. That doesn't mean that that range isn't usable, uh, just means that the, rain, the battery needs to heat up before you can use all of that extra battery capacity. Um, I notice this generally happening when your battery is really low on uh, on charge because uh, I didn't have home charging like all of last year and uh, like both winters I've had my car. So yeah. <laughs> it uh, this one's going to be much better it for was, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it will be. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I often saw my battery on, on blue or uh, showing a snowflake because I was parked outside and it would get covered in snow and it was just a bad time. So. <laughs> well, thank God for garages. <laughs> That's yep. right. That's right. Well, that, that actually is a good leeway into keeping your car plugged in. Um, that mm -hmm. way it's using the electricity from the charger to help kind of like thermal management your battery pack and keep things warmed up. Um, obviously that depends on the power output of your charger. If you're charging like on a typical household outlet, it might not be enough to keep your battery warm. Um, yeah. but if you are charging on a, like a level two or like a higher output, like home charger, you should be good. Yep. I would say, um, I, and I think that depends on the car. I know like from time to time we'll notice our bolt kick on and it sounds like a coffee pot boiling. <laughs> like you can actually hear like the liquid like flowing through the battery pack. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool to like know that it's, you know, taking care of itself. Self-care is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I've noticed my, uh, what's it called? My, my like HVAC or like my battery management system, whatever, like the thermal management stuff in the car generally uses about close to like one kilowatt of 
of energy. So if I am plugged in on a regular wall outlet, it's essentially not going to charge my car. It's just enough to keep the battery warm or keep the heat on in the car. Um, so that's a good thing to, to know as well when you are charging in colder temperatures is not only does the charger have to charge your car, it also has to warm up the battery to charge it because <laughs> when you're charging it's better to charge at kind of that optimal temperature so that you're charging most efficiently but that doesn't always happen uh in cold weather so sometimes if you are like stuck in the snow or stuck uh in a really cold climate and you're plugged into a regular wall outlet it might not even be enough to charge the car it's just going to be enough to keep the battery warm uh which can be a little scary so that's another thing to consider as well yeah so uh speaking about like fast charging in the winter time um this is actually i have a perfect example um the bolt ev charges at 50 kilowatts like on a on yeah. a fast charger and we've done some road trips in sub 50 degree weather and it's actually interesting because like as you're driving you feel like the battery pack should warm up like most other evs but mm -hmm. for whatever reason um the bolt didn't and when we got to the mm. charger it actually took about like 20 minutes to actually warm up the battery because of the charging rate and then once the battery is optimal temperature that's when you start seeing like peak charge rates yeah and things like that um but that's probably a bad example because i think that's just the bolt <laughs> yeah <laughs> other cars have better management <laughs> in yeah. terms of thermal yeah because you would you would not only have to wait when you got to the charger to charge your car but you also had to wait initially for it to heat up and yes get it the, the it, optimal temperature yeah which um, the tesla has a feature for that right yeah i'm not sure how new it is though um because it it came like in an update like a year after i had my car where it will now precondition before you get to a supercharger um so when you're about i've noticed anywhere from like 30 minutes to five minutes before we arrive at a charger depending on the temperature and what the battery's like at the time um it will pop up on the screen saying preconditioning for supercharging so that will actually start kicking in that battery management system to heat it up or cool it down depending on how hot it is outside and uh, get it ready for like optimal charging speeds. So um, that is really nice because by the time I get to the charger, it's like, it's ready to go. It's it's gonna pull those peak speeds if yeah. we're down really low. Yeah, um, that's nice. Which that did scare me uh, this past weekend. And uh, I should have done a video on this because it was an interesting trip, but we were, arriving back into columbus after going to a wedding last weekend and we were getting very low on charge and we ended up stopping at a supercharger like farther away from home uh in dublin ohio which is kind of like coming back from northwest ohio and we uh <coughs> i decided to stop at that one because i'm like i don't think we're gonna make it all the way home with the <laughs> with the battery so let's just stop here it said we were gonna arrive with like two percent so it was cutting it close anyway wow but we get like five miles out and battery's already pretty low. It's at like 5% or something. And it's, it kicks on preconditioning the battery, <laughs> which, which takes energy to do. So I was very confused of like why the battery would be preconditioning. Like I'd rather make it there than like run out of charge yeah. because my battery decided to precondition. But I guess it, it did the calculation, said it was going to be better to precondition than, than save the range. So, so what percentage did you arrive at? Uh, we rolled in with 2% left. 
Okay. So, okay. Very low, but wow. I've I've arrived with less, so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't feeling too bad. Um, we were originally going to drive all the way over to Polaris, closer to where we live, and we uh, I said it's pro- we should probably stop in Dublin because we we're going to arrive in Polaris with like one or zero percent. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that's a, that's amazing that the uh, preconditioning really takes into like everything accountable to like do it properly like i would love to see like the string of data for those calculations yeah well well i hope it does that's the thing i don't know if it does or not because i was confused to why it would have preconditioned it but i feel like that's a double-edged sword like yeah (laughs) exactly the car's like i don't care if i have to wait five minutes after i get to the supercharger it'll heat up like just make sure i make it there right I, I do know other cars have that feature. Our ID4 doesn't have that yet in terms of like okay. if you navigate through the onboard navigation, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't precondition the battery, but the Taycan has that. So, gotcha. yeah, which would make sense if it's charging at like 270 kilowatts. Like it's going to yeah. have to be, you know, warmed up and <laughs> ready to go. Definitely. Yeah, I think it gets more important when you get to those higher charging speeds or those higher power levels. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, anything's fast compared to the Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yep. So, Alex, with driving in the winter time, have you noticed any regen differences? Do you change your regen setting to anything different than you would like in the summertime? Yeah, so we talked a lot about the charging side of things, but on the actual driving side, um, things are a lot different because just like your battery has to be at an optimal temperature to charge it also has to be at an optimal temperature to receive like regen charging so i think we've talked about this in previous episodes but um a lot of evs now will have one pedal driving so when you let off the accelerator it'll actually start braking the car um, that's called regenerative braking and most of the time this will slow down your car pretty quickly because it's it's charging the batteries so there's a lot of load on uh on the motors and it's going to slow them down really fast but in the winter because your battery isn't warmed up enough this regen is a lot less intense so it ends up feeling like a gas car again when you let (laughs) off the uh (laughs) when you let off the accelerator it continues to move forward so (laughs) i find myself sometimes if it's a if it's a cold morning or something i accidentally like get very close to rear-ending people because I think I don't need to brake yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my car doesn't slow down. So um, most of the time I recommend that either you just be aware of this and know that it's going to take some time for your regen uh, to get back to normal and for your car to warm up. But a lot of cars actually have the ability to adjust that as well. So you can lower that regen intensity and just so you have a consistent driving experience the whole time and you're used to coasting more than usual so um i personally don't change those settings because i i kind of know what to expect and tesla's got a pretty good ui where you can actually see like how much regen is available there they show like some dots on the screen it's kind of confusing to explain on a podcast but um <laughs> <Make for laughs> but you're able to t- yeah you're <laughs> yeah. able to tell that uh the regen isn't going to be as intense so i'm aware of it and usually it takes like one time that my car doesn't slow down for me to be like oh i've got to start using the brake again so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, like, I both have experience with Tesla and non, um, well, other electric vehicles, like, in the in the winter time. Um, 
I, I think from my experience, because most of the Teslas are all-wheel drive, so, like, mm-hmm. with the heavier regen, you have both of the motors kind of, like, you know, oh, true. monitoring yeah. what's happening. And um, with our our bolts, with it being front-wheel drive, I learned very quickly, don't drive it in heavy regen or L mode in the winter, uh, especially okay. if you don't have winter tires, because you'll actually fishtail, because with the motor only being on the front axle, the back doesn't have anything really, you know, kind of like monitoring how the car's stopping. Um, oh. So I, I fishtailed. Uh, that was fun. That was my first winter. <laughs> <laughs> Learned very quick just to use the physical brakes instead of the regen. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to know how the ID4 does with it being rear-wheel mm. drive. Um, the the ID4's regen mode isn't like as intense as like a Tesla or like a Bolt. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, be interesting. interesting. I wonder if that's why some EVs went with rear rear wheel drive um, because of that case. Like if regen is off, it's it might be a better experience. I'm not yeah, sure though. Possibly. I, I know that a lot of manufacturers like uh, do rear wheel drive because it's better performance. Like it mm-hmm. enhances like all driving aspects. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting, especially with the set of winter tires we got to yeah. see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be my tip. Monitor your region, especially if you don't <laughs> yeah. drive an all-wheel drive vehicle. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's a, that's probably the biggest driving change besides maybe some lost range is, is the regen. So, and that's something you definitely need to experience, I think, more than us just talking about it. So if you haven't test-driven an EV or driven your friends, like definitely go try that out because it's, it's an interesting experience. Yes, yeah, one other thing I do want to mention, uh, you actually just made me think of this, um, the instant torque when it comes mm. to driving in the winter wintertime. Um, with all electric vehicles, you get instant torque at zero RPM, so pretty much like at the get-go. So uh, just be mindful. Uh, don't, you know, punch <laughs> the accelerator because you'll just spin your tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drive, drive slowly. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, have you ever gotten stuck in the snow at all? In- uh, I'm Your trying car? to. Yes, I did. I did with our our Volt. Um, okay. My my Chevy Volt was a beast. I mean, like that thing like went through like snowstorms, no issues, not even wow. winter tires. Okay. Um, but the Bolt got stuck in our driveway. Uh, this was uh, December 2020. We got hit with 20 inches of snow overnight. And um, actually, oh I'm not sure if you guys had that snowstorm in the beginning of December. I'm sure we did. Yeah. <laughs> you just blocked it out of your memory. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would too with snow. <laughs> um, but it got so stuck in the snow and we didn't have the winter tires on because we were working from home. So like, mm-hmm. it just kind of was like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> <laughs> that's how cars sound in the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> Great impression. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> so, um, Storing EVs, uh, you know, from time to time, especially in the winter time, especially recently, a lot of people have been working from home, you know, not driving mm-hmm. their car as much. Um, I know not driving can really impact cars yeah. in general. Um, in fact, our neighbor's car pretty much is like dead all the time because it just sits in the Oh, garage. really? Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we have to jump it almost like weekly to Jeez. like help them. Um, but so last year, um, this year you have a garage, so you'll be able to plug your car in. But last year, your Model 3 sat outside um, pretty much yeah. throughout the winter. Did you notice any anything like is- any issues? Anything? Like um, the biggest issues was probably what I explained before was the, the snowflake would pop up and it would like show lost range because it was cold. Um, 
the other issue is it tends to just ice over completely because of like certain weather conditions <laughs> so my car would often be covered in ice um the nice thing about evs though is generally there's like an app connect or something where you can uh remote turn on the the climate and actually heat it up so i would i don't know if this is like a safe thing to do or not but i would like blast the heat on full blast so that it would literally melt all the snow off my car <laughs> so yeah. i think i um, think that's safe <laughs> i i would hope yeah. so i mean you probably do it when you're driving anyway yeah. so um yeah i would do that just about every morning if i was driving to work um but other than that, I mean, it's it's not great to store a car outside in the winter, regardless. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that those are probably the biggest things. Yeah, I was I was thinking this year is going to be interesting for us because we have one charger and two EVs now, and mm. last year the Bolt would pretty much sit on the charger outside, you know, so like yeah. you know the battery would maintain its temperature and stuff like that. Um, this year, we're probably going to keep the ID4 <laughs> on the charger, um, just because yeah. we like that car better. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, one other thing we should probably let everybody know that uh, most EVs, well, actually all EVs have 12-volt uh, batteries. Um, so it's always good to monitor, you know, like that state of charge. Um, I, I know just like every car you kind of have to keep an eye on that if it's going to go bad so you don't come outside to a dead car um but i would just say simply keep your car plugged in and that would probably be the best advice i could give if you're just going to leave your car sitting there um don't leave your state of charge at 100 percent um keep it probably between i don't know 60 and 80 percent might be the best um especially if you're not driving it <laughs> if you're storing long term 50% is where you want to keep your state of charge at. That's where like the battery is the happiest because it's in like equilibrium <laughs> essentially. Like it's half like, of it is is It's like a Nirvana like just perfect paradise. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. So So if it's long term you want to keep it at 50%, but if you are still driving it like obviously you don't need to go down to the 50% cuz you probably need some more of the range. So like I think 90% is probably the highest you want to keep it at and then as low as you want to go from there is is better that's uh actually something i should probably do if the bolt's not going to be driving <laughs> yeah i'll put it at 50 percent. yeah yeah because i, I yeah. think last year i left it at 100 <laughs> percent. so could you put it at 50 and then just plug it into like your a garage yeah, outlet yeah. like a like a one yeah you could always which do that is probably too. what we're going to end up doing this year uh because yeah. uh, i don't know if i told you tyler sold the miata uh, this past uh -huh. weekend so now we have two garage spaces so now i that. can actually park the bolt inside a garage which you're not supposed to nice. right now <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> it's detached so you're yeah good. exactly <laughs> plus i don't want snow on it <laughs> so um you and i were talking the other day about winter tires and i will totally be honest with everybody um i was not a firm believer in winter tires i never really thought that you needed them <laughs> And oh really? So, okay. Yes. Yeah. I refused to buy an extra set um, because of, like our Volt with the V was doing so well in the winter, and um, then Tyler convinced me winter tires are like the best approach, and I mean like it changed the whole driving dynamic for us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned you're going to be picking up a set of winter tires. I yeah. I should be looking here in the next month or two uh, to get some because. 
it's cold right now, but it's not like it hasn't started snowing or getting real slick outside. Like that's mm-hmm. usually when it gets when those kind of like help out a lot more, right? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll be I'll be looking here. Luckily, I've got two sets of rims too, so I've got my my aero wheels uh, that came with the car, and then I've also got a pair or a set of nineteen uh, inch sport wheels. So I'll probably put some some sportier tires on that for next summer. Nice, um, and then just start swapping them out. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I got to learn how to do all this myself, too, because I obviously I can't like mount the tires on there, but I can I want to get like one of those jacks that you can raise the car up and actually yeah. like switch out all the wheels, because that's something I could easily do myself if I had the right tools. So <laughs> Costco sells those, actually. Do they really? Yeah, that's it. That's where we bought ours. <laughs> um is it like the is it like a flat jack so it doesn't like mount anywhere on the battery um, that's the weird part with mine is there's no like jack point yeah uh, really yeah the bolt doesn't have any jack points um we have to like find the pitch points between like the molding and like the under body yeah um it, but like the it has like a, a puck it's like this big and it's flat okay but yeah i i would gotcha. say probably do your research um we're always like super cautious yeah (laughs) Yeah, don't want to damage your battery pack or anything (laughs) definitely yeah that would not be good um but i do know costco sells them so if you're interested (laughs) check that out um but yeah i i would say winter tires uh, a few pieces of advice i would have with winter tires um you will notice a decrease in efficiency just because they're not really meant for efficient driving they're meant Mm. for traction purposes um so you will notice a decrease in um driving efficiency um and they will be much louder than you anticipate um (laughs) oh really yes uh that because you know with the with your ev not making any engine sounds um you can hear like the road noise more Mm. and um the bolts winter tires will literally sound like a ufo as you're driving it's like really i'll I'll try to record it this year because it's like a high-pitched whine (laughs) the entire drive okay but it, it honestly, I think I give them full credit to be driving like in, you know, inches of snow and like, you know, ice. Wow. They, they are fantastic. Okay. That's good to know. Um, any other stories you have from, from winter driving you want to share before we wrap up here that you can uh, think of? Oh, yes. So <laughs> if your car doesn't have app connectivity, um, make sure that, well, this goes back to the bolt because that poor car is just the car um (laughs) um, make sure you set your temperature before you get out of the car as well as your fan speed that way when you when you turn on preconditioning it will automatically go right back to that um but if you have fancy cars like the tesla and the id4 you can just do that from your phone yeah (laughs) (laughs) right from your phone yeah um i guess aside from regen uh when you are driving the other thing that is nice about EVs is they do have a very low center of gravity just because of that battery pack. Most of them mount them kind of on the bottom plate of the car. Um, so that helps a lot with uh, if you do start slipping because if you've got kind of a consistent, like, you know where the car is going to go. It's not like it's got a ton of weight in one area or not, and you're not going to fishtail as often, um, especially on all-wheel drive. I know with the, with the front-wheel drive in your Bolt, it's probably a little different because it's... Uh, the weight distribution isn't quite even, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but if you've got an all wheel drive EV, then that's, that's super handy. Um, the only other thing I'll kind of wrap up with some, some tips here. Um, a lot of these we got from Tesla's website and I've also done a video on a lot of those tips as well. 
Um, the only one I don't think we've touched on from that video is uh, making sure you're wiping down your car completely. Um, if it is snowy, which you should be doing anyway as a oh. as a driver, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's it just make... wiping down your car. Um, yeah, doesn't make engine heat. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't make engine heat. So especially on the the front trunk or front hood area of EVs, it's not going to melt off when you start driving. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which Definitely is super forgot weird, <laughs> super weird. But uh, but yeah, you should be wiping down your whole car. Uh, it's really inconsiderate to other drivers i think if you're not wiping down your car because yes. snow is flying all yeah. over the place like and it's just um, dangerous it's it's dangerous yeah just take the five or ten minutes and do it before you hop in your car uh or just preheat your car and hopefully it all melts off uh that's usually what i do so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the other reason to do it uh especially if you've got a tesla and i believe id4 would probably be the same because it's got some cameras on there is those cameras needs to be clear as well so if snow's covering those and sometimes you're your driver assist features or autopilot, whatever you're using, isn't going to work as well. So we'll have my, my winter driving tips video linked in the description below, along with uh, Tesla's winter driving tips um, linked down there as well. Uh, you got any jokes for this uh, this episode? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of any. Um, hmm. I don't have I any. I feel like there. there's a pun with uh, like ice. Um, like internal combustion engine and ice, <laughs> like cold weather. I feel like there's a pun in there somewhere, but I don't know what. Uh, I'm struggling what today. I'm trying to think. Um, I can't think of anything. This, <laughs> this is what happens when we record in the morning. I don't have That's time right. to. That's right. <laughs> Jumpstart my electric motor. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I'll, I'll try to think of some. <laughs> okay. So that's all for today's episode. Uh, let us know. Oh, we were going to give some updates on the podcast too, which I don't think we did of like how to send us messages and stuff. So yeah, we are looking forward to interacting more with the audience this season as well as future seasons of Living Electric. Um, if you are interested in sending us a question, you could definitely do that via our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But there's a feature through Anchor, which is the platform we are um, putting our podcasts out on, where you can actually send us voice messages. Um, and you can ask us questions that way. So if you are interested in doing that, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash living dash electric. That's a lot to do, especially if you're driving. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> um, but there is a button where it says messages. And all you have to do is simply, uh, I believe you just put in some of your user information and then you just send us a voice question or message. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, I think the only difficult part about that and we've been trying to find some workaround for it is you do have to have an anchor account created to do that. Um, but it's pretty easy. It's just like your name and email and stuff. It's no like it's not a lot of private information. Um, and the odds of you getting on the podcast are quite high if you submit one of these uh, these voice messages because we have not received any yet. So definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely get on there and send us a question. We're going to try to start answering a question per episode just to interact a little bit more with our audience here. So Definitely. And I guess should we talk about what to look forward to for season three? Sure. We are having more guests on our show. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this should be fun. We've got a... We've got to reach out to a lot of guests here. I think those conversations are a little bit more exciting sometimes than just hearing us two go back and forth talking about the same <laughs> stories. Um, 
<laughs> so we're, we're excited about that. If you have any potential guests uh, that you would like to hear from, definitely let us know as well. And if you are in the EV industry or if you are interested in electric vehicles, let us know too, because we could definitely have you on as a guest as well. Learn about what you're doing. For sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we like connecting with everybody, no matter what you're doing in the EV space. So love to hear from you. Uh, so that'll do it for uh, episode one of season three here. We're excited for the future of Living Electric and uh, hope you uh, enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you next week. 